Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here. If you like this show and you want to make your own, let me tell you about the free platform Anchor. It's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can add songs from Spotify and create any type of content that you are looking for. Anchor will distribute it all for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On this week's episode in Her Space. Just giving myself those affirmations, constantly like pouring positivity into myself is, I think, a huge, huge way to combat a lot of the external negativity that can impact your body image. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or even a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or if you feel comforted throughout the episode, lady, please leave us a review and tell us what we're doing right so we can stay on track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit herspacepodcast.com and enter your email address to get updates about our live events and all of the new beginnings that we have for this year. Welcome to Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Her Space Podcast. Do you have a burning question you're dying to get feedback on? Do you want an unbiased perspective on a situation you're facing? If so, visit herspacepodcast.com and click Ask Dr. Dom under the Start Here option. Every Tuesday, I'll choose a few questions and answer them at random. Okay, our quote of the day comes to us from Simone Biles. I was built this way for a reason, so I'm going to use it. When I hear that quote, there's a few images that come up for me. So I think of Simone winning her multiple medals at the Olympics. And then I also think about Serena Williams and her numerous championships. And I think about how vastly different their bodies are. And then I also think about how powerful their bodies are for their respective sports. And then I also think about a lot of the negativity that the media and certain members of society have pushed their way. And then that makes me think about, and I know I'm on like this, like this train. (laughs) Go ahead, girl. Go ahead. We ride with you. But then it makes me think about Black women in general and our bodies and how our bodies are policed and how we end up viewing ourselves based on outside influences. 
So I know I said a lot, but <laughs> T, what about you? When you hear that quote, what comes up for you? Oh, girl. Oh, goodness. No, you were on point, Dom. I'm just thinking about it. And I'm like, when I hear that quote, it actually makes me think about, I know we're talking about body image, but it makes me think about the whole person. And on a personal level, it makes me think about the way that I was built as an individual. So as far as like mental strength, right? And just other aspects of self that have allowed me to persevere or things that are unique about myself that I'm like, hey, I'm going to use it. I, I, this is how I was born. So I'm going to I'm going to use this right and leverage it. I love that quote. I think she that's a beautiful quote that she shared. It's so on point. Yeah. Get going off of that point of being able to use look at what what you've been given, what you've been provided and use it to your advantage. And I think that that speaks of like a high positive body image. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of us, particularly during our adolescent phase, right? Because one of the things that I, I hear sometimes is people use that term like, oh, they went through that ugly adolescent phase. Yeah. And I always kind of cringe when I hear that because that makes me think about the level of distress and despair that our adolescents go through during that time in their life. Mm. And how particularly for young Black girls, that is tied to their body image. And the way that they look at their bodies is often, again, like I was saying earlier, based off of external factors and external factors that aren't positive. So as we dive into this, like one of the things I guess we can kind of, you know, talk a little bit about what it was like for us in our adolescence and how our body image got shaped. Like what are the what were the external influences that kind of led us to developing the positive or negative body image that we had? Mm hmm. I think we can all ask ourselves that question right now. Dr. Dom, I am all ears. I'm ready to hear it. What did you hear growing up, Dr. Dom? <laughs> <laughs> so for me, growing up, I was, I want to say, I didn't hit a growth spurt until maybe ooh, right before high school. So I was what you would consider a late bloomer mm. from a reproductive puberty, physical development standpoint. And so what that meant for me was that like, I was pretty short compared to how tall I am now. And I was short. And when I say short, I mean, right now I'm five, seven. So around 13, 14, I might've been five, two. I think, I can't remember. I just remember I hit a growth spurt right before starting high school. And then when I started high school, like I got taller. So that summer in between middle school and high school was like a transition for me physically. But I still was really skinny and skinny in terms of to the point that people would, you know how kids are like they like to tease mm -hmm. one another. And one of the things that I would get teased for is just being really slim. And I didn't. I was on that itty bitty titty committee. 
And to be perfectly honest, I didn't develop, I, my breasts did not develop until after high school. And so, and I wore glasses. So like if I can paint the full picture and, you know, I might go dig in my archives and find a photo. And share with you all. So I, so imagine, you know, this young girl who is all of a sudden shoots up to like five, seven, but I'm like, no hips, no breast, mostly just long, thin legs and glasses. You know, people would tease me and call me a nerd. And and back then, that was when being called a nerd was like the one of the worst terms. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I remember just really not having a lot of confidence in my looks and just not really liking my body. And on top of that, I also had a lot of body hair. So now I'm like, oh, y'all got me shared. So <laughs> I, I had a lot of body hair as well. And I remember having arguments with my mom about me wanting to get rid of that because I was really self-conscious about it. And we had these long conversations about when I would be able to like use Nair or start shaving and what I would be allowed to shave. And, and then, so you had that on top of, I didn't, I didn't get my first period until that summer, right before high school. And by that point, the majority of all my friends had started their first, that had had their first period. And I remember crying to my mom about that, being really upset. Now, as a grown adult now, I'm like, girl, girl don't rush that. You can have it. Right. Okay, you can have it. <laughs> right? But all of those things, the combination of all of those things mm-hmm. did not help me feel good about how I looked at all. <sighs> I know, right? I know. Yeah. I just, I just want to hug my my thirteen, yes. fourteen year old oh, self, right? Me too. I, I just had so much empathy and compassion for you, Dom. And I was just thinking, like, oh, it's so sad how kids are so mean, you know. And uh, it's tough that we all have to go through that that period of time. You know, adolescence is such a tough time. But thank you for sharing. Thank you for being so open. No problem. I mean, I think you know my experience is not. That unique, though, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, T, you want to tell us about yours? Girl, to be honest, we have a lot of similarities, Dom. I was always a slim, you know, slim Jim, as they call it, or skinny mini, all the names, you know, heard them all. But yeah, I was always very, I was a late bloomer. I was always very small. And I remember, Dom, you ever remember those moments when you were very young? And I, I can't believe that I actually remember this, but I remember vividly. I had to be like a toddler, Don, which is so crazy. And I remember I was always very, I was always a girly girl. I was always very much into my lip gloss, my chapstick and my purses and all that. Like I've always carried little pocketbooks and all that. Me and too. my mom kind of taught me that girl. She, she always, my mom did a very good job of teaching us how to be ladies. She was always talking about crossing our legs and wearing stockings and wearing a slip so no one sees your goodies. I mean, all that. And so I remember when I was younger, I, I think I was like a little boy crazy, but it was more so internally. 
because I didn't like share it out loud, but I was like, I just love me some little boys. And so I used to always want to get the attention of the little boys. And so I would always put on my lip gloss and stuff before I would go, you know, to see a little boy in my class that I liked. And I remember, I can't remember what happened, but there was a moment for me and there was a shift where I either saw something on TV or heard a conversation, but I learned very quickly that it's not about my lip gloss and my face being cute. It's about my body. And so what I used to do, Don, because I was so small and slim, this is probably middle school at this point, I would wear, you remember those, it was not a turtleneck, but more like a sweatshirt you tied around your waist. Mm-hmm. I used to wear those and tie it around my waist because I thought that it would make my like my butt look bigger. <laughs> so it would give me some kind of shape because my pants were so, my mom had us wearing these big loose pants. And I would also double up on my long johns to make me look thicker. So girl, I just wanted to be thick because I was so skinny for the longest. I was like a double zero in high school barely had any boobs. Me too, Dom. Started my period late. So I just felt like so out of place. And I felt like just like a little kid all the time. And even when I graduated from high school and went to college and I began to do motivational speaking, I was still very much smaller than the kids I would speak to. So I would go into high schools and colleges to speak and the kids were a lot bigger than me even then. So I feel like I've always kind of had this up until maybe the last couple of years, I always had this complex of being so small, feeling like I didn't take up enough space and not being very secure in my body, especially as I came into womanhood, because I felt like I always thought that womanhood meant that you'd have some hips, right? You'd have some thick thighs, you have a big old booty, you have some full breasts. And I didn't ever really have any of that. And so it definitely impacted my body image and my self-esteem. And there was a lot of work I had to do to be okay with myself. But girl, I'm with you. I mean, it's, and I, I want to shout out our full, full-figured, beautiful sisters as well, because I know that there are different struggles that they face, right? right? When you grow up on the opposite end of the spectrum. And so this is just, you know, our experience, but I think it's, it's a lot, you know, it's a lot when you get these messages about your body that you're not good enough, no matter if you're, you know, bigger than average or smaller than average, right? Or Shoot, you could even be the average size, whatever average is. And there's always still some message out there saying you're not good enough, right? Speaking of average, so there's research that states that the average American woman is five foot four and weighs 140 pounds. That's the average, right? And what we know when we hear average is that that's like, that's the mean, that's the middle. That is, that means that there are, that's where the majority of us are, that there are going to be those of us who may be much taller or much shorter. And there will be those of us that will weigh a lot less and those of us that weigh a lot more. But the average is five, four, 140 pounds. What research also shows is that the average American model, just to give you a contrast, is 5'11 and weighs 117 pounds. Again, that's the model size. 5'11, 117 pounds. The average American model clearly is not close to the size of the average American woman. And so if models are what is put out there as the standard, 
I can easily see how our body image would be completely thrown off. Like I see how one could engage in a lot of negative self-comparison. You know what, Dom, really quick. Do you think there's a difference between different communities? Because I feel like it's so funny. I was talking to one of my white girlfriends and she has very wide hips. And I, I actually, you know, I have, I'm pretty narrow. When I was younger, they used to call me, come over here with your narrow behind. Like that's what yep, I always yep. heard because mm-hmm. I'm narrow, right? Me too. So I'm still pretty narrow. I don't really have hips today and I'm 5'5". Five, five. But my friend, I was telling her like, she was so insecure about her hips. And I was telling her like, girl, you actually have a really nice shape. Like you don't realize that you have a nice shape. And she was telling me, well, in my community, it's, this is not desirable. Like I am too big. And I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, like I feel like I take up, I take up too much space. And she was telling me about how awesome my size was. And I was like, girl, but I, I've always wished that I had some hips like yours. And so it's so interesting how across different communities and cultures, the, the standard or, or the desired look or body type is also different, right? Because I don't ever remember being skinny, being praised when I was younger. Like a lot of the white people I knew, they would say, oh my gosh, you're so skinny. It's great. And then other people, like black people that I knew would either think I was anorexic or they're like, girl, you need to eat a sandwich or you need to eat more, whatever, right? Even though I ate everything, but I was still small. Yes. Okay. So I'm so (laughs) glad that you pointed that out (laughs) because there is that huge divide. And what a lot of research has shown is that there are differences, particularly between white women and women of color. And black women tend to, like you said, have a similar experience to your own, where our ideal beauty standard is someone is a woman who's a bit more curvaceous, right? So if we think about the song, I think it's from the 70s, maybe the 60s, the Commodore song Brick House. And Mm -hmm. they talk about the woman's measurements and her measurements are 36, 24, 36, right? That means that she's got nice sized breasts. She's got a small waist, but she's got the ratio of her waist to her hips. She's got some what they call those childbearing hips, right? That's a curvaceous woman. And that is the standard of beauty that black women have generally been held to. And where that becomes so problematic is that, again, that goes back to we are not a monolith. Mm -hmm. And so you have those of you have those of us on all ends of the spectrum. You have those of us that are on the end of the spectrum where our measurements are, are way more than that 36, 24, 36. So then we're made to feel like, oh, well, we're not, we're not worthy if we're not that small. And then you have those of us on the other end of that spectrum who our measurements are a lot smaller than that. And so we're looking at that and we're like, well, we're not good enough because we're not that size either. And the reality mm-hmm. is that the majority of us are not that size and never will be. And then that just keeps playing in our subconscious, right? And you know, I think also about how we were talking about what it was like for us growing up. And I think about how the context has changed a bit for adolescents today. They have Instagram, they have all various forms of social media that are showing them 
the quote unquote ideal images, right? Mm-hmm. And those ideal images of black beauty are like that brick house. So like things don't really change, right? The, the yeah. method in which we get the message might change, but the message itself doesn't change. Exactly. And so you have these, you have young girls and young women striving for this beauty standard or this body standard that might be unrealistic. Mm-hmm. I don't know about UT, but I feel like that puts a lot of pressure on young girls and women. And I think that sometimes it's really, really hard to combat that negative imaging. Yeah, Dom, I would agree with you. I think that in my personal journey, I've realized, I mean, I know we're going to dive into some tips on how to learn to love your body, but I think that a lot of this has to do with us going within. I think that a lot of the unhealthy messages that we get, they come from without or outside of us. And when you think about, even when we were growing up, I never knew that I was I'm going to use air quotes here, too skinny or that my, you know, I used to get teased because I had, my eyes are big, but they were bigger when I was little. Cause I guess I didn't fill into them, but those are things I got teased about as being skinny, my eyes being big and then having big feet. Cause I think I wear like an eight and a half, nine, but I was wearing this size since I was like in high school. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had some big dogs or some boats as I used to say, but I, I've had to learn to love all aspects. And I think that the more that we go within and spend time with ourselves, the more that we can really cultivate that self-love, right? But if we're constantly being bombarded with all of the messages from outside of ourselves, whether it's a partner, right? Or the media or music or Instagram or other social media outlets, it's like, are we monitoring what's coming into our spirit and our psyche, right? Because it's so important. We really have to be careful because when you think about it, I th- I personally think, Don, that a lot of these messages are communicated because of the capitalistic society that we live in. It's all sort of created to point out or create insecurities and then have you purchase something to become better, right? Or go get a surgery to com- become better. You're spending money to try to reach this unattainable standard of beauty. And I actually did a project about this in college, Don. It was like years ago. This had to be what? At least 10 years ago, I did a project about it in college, but I was talking about Photoshop because back then Mm. Photoshop was Mm -hmm. the thing. This is before Instagram and everything. And the big thing that we were talking about then was like, you know, you have these women on magazines and they don't have any pores and they're perfect and women are comparing themselves, but you're using Photoshop. And now we got Photoshop on our phones. We got the Instagram, we got the Instagram and Snapchat filters. So it hasn't really been fixed, but it's like, what do we do? Right. What do we do to take care of self and love ourselves in a world that's constantly telling us that we are not enough? Yes. You know, I think that it it does become really difficult to combat all of that external shit, right? Mm -hmm. You're not enough. And, And then if you are enough, if you do fit that standard, then now we're gonna sexualize you. Yes. Which then may make you feel worse still because yeah, now you're being, yes, now you're being sexualized. And so yeah. it just becomes this never ending cycle. And so I think what would be helpful for us to kind of dive into is 
as we dive into these tips to think about what it looks like at different stages of our life, right? Because what comes up for me in this conversation is I think about what my 13, 14 year old self needed. And that's different than what like my 25 year old self needed. Like I had different body image concerns then. Right. And then once I hit 30, it was like, yeah, that's a whole nother ball game too. Like your body just does like, we're going to have to have a whole conversation about (laughs) seriously all the shit your body does once you hit 30. Right. And then beyond that, like 40 and 50 and how we are, no matter what our age is, we are constantly having to address the external and internal factors Mm -hmm. related to maintaining a healthy body image. And Don, before we dive in, can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. Have you ever looked back at a picture of yourself and thought, damn, I was so cute or so beautiful and I never even knew it. I didn't even know it at that time. Have you ever done that? You know, something similar. So something similar. Yeah. There's a couple of photos from high school where I look back and I'm like, oh, girl, look how look how beautiful you are. Look how cute you are. Mm -hmm. And I see myself like striking a pose because like I always used to try every time I took a picture, I always would strike a pose like a model. But I know when I when I reflect back and look at those photos, I know that even though I may have been posing like I had all the confidence in the world, I know that inside I didn't really believe what I was portraying in the photo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think it's so deep because I think that Tracy Ellis Ross had this beautiful quote. I don't remember it verbatim, but she says something like 10 years from now you're going to miss the body that you're in right now because things are going to change, right? So it's like, you're talking about how you don't like this, you don't like that, but this is what you have in the moment right now, right? This is yours, this is you. So it's like, love that person. So I think this would be a good time, Don, for us to dive into these amazing self-love, positive body image tips. They're so good. So get ready, lady. Yes. Should we do it? Yes, go ahead. You can start us off. Okay, so number one is have private parties with yourself often. I know you're like, wait, private party. I, I, know, I, I Listen, there are multiple ways in which we can go with that conversation. But yes. I know I will start off with saying like, as soon as I hear that, the song from NDIRE, private party comes up, comes to mind. And I remember during grad school, because I want to, yeah, I was in grad school, I think when that song came out. I think for me, if I, like, as soon as I hear that song, it takes me back to that time. And I hear that song and immediately I start speaking positively into myself, speaking positivity mm-hmm. into, my, into my soul. I love it. I, I'm with you, Don. That song one is so beautiful. And I love the way that she walks you through how to just have a private party with you and you, right? Sometimes it's, it's important for us to get away from our boo thing, get away from the kids, get away from our friends and just be by ourselves. And for me, the way that my private parties look today is me, usually I'll take a shower. I usually get out the shower and then I'll rub some, I have some sweet almond oil that I rub on my body and I will look in the mirror, butt ass naked, checking myself out and just looking at my body, looking at the parts that make me uncomfortable. And I'll just say positive things to myself. So sometimes I might, you know, look at something and I'm like, girl, this thing right there. And then I'm like, wait a minute. 
And then we speak positivity. And the reason I'm so into that now, Dom, and I think it's so important for all of us to be in the mirror and be saying positive things to ourselves constantly throughout the day because we are being programmed constantly from media, from social media, from music. And if we're constantly being programmed and typically the the programming that we're getting is not conducive to self-love, right? It's not saying, oh, Dom, you're perfect just the way you are, right? It's saying, oh, Dom, you ever, you want to go visit Dr. Miami or you see this new, you know, this new Instagram model on online. You know what I mean? It's just, it's telling you that there are other things that are better. And so I find that if we're being programmed in this way, how are we countering that programming, right? And if we're not doing anything, then it feels, I feel like that we're just going to be bombarded. And that's the message that's going to stick in our subconscious and conscious mind. And so I really take those private parties seriously. I try to do one at least once a week where I'm really into myself and I'm sort of ministering to my own spirit where I am just celebrating myself. And even though I don't, you know, even though I have imperfections, I I celebrate them and I love them. And I work on that constantly because by default, the voice in my head, the critic will come out and I'll start to criticize. So if I don't program myself in a positive way, all the negativity will really win. I am with you on that. Like as soon as you said that about like the taking a shower and once you get out the shower, like looking at yourself in the mirror, I I, I want I was ready to like just burst into laughter because I literally did that this morning, right? Yes. I, I got up and I worked out and then I when I went to take a shower, I stopped and was like, yeah, girl, look at them abs, girl. Look at you. You better, better, go keep, ahead. You better keep working out. And so, and hey. I think, you know, and then that also leads to our next tip, which is to keep things in perspective, right? So when I was looking at myself and cheering myself on for like my abs that are, you know, I don't have a six pack or anything. And that's how I keep it in perspective, right? Is like, yeah, I don't have a six pack, but I like the abs that I see right now. Right. And then, mm-hmm. and that's the part of my body that I focused on. Like I didn't let myself try and do like a full analysis because I knew mm-hmm. that if I would, was going to do a full analysis, then I would end up finding something like you were saying, like finding the flaws. Yeah. Right. And in that moment, in that brief moment, and I, I promise you, like, that literally lasted for maybe like 30 seconds, right? In that brief moment, I know that if I would have done like a full on body scan, I would have been able to find something that I don't like and would have focused on that. Mm-hmm. It would have completely negated that positive affirmation that I was pouring into myself about my, my developing abs, right? Yes. And so yes. I do think it is so important to keep things in perspective. Yep. I'm with you there, Dom. I would add that one thing that my favorite motivational speaker, Lisa Nichols said at a conference I attended where she was speaking, she said, it's none of my business whether someone likes me or not. Cause I like myself. Right. And I know it's easier said than done, but when you think about beauty, it is subjective. And so you know, I'll go with my eyes because it's something that I got teased about for the longest. And it's crazy, Dom, because the older I got, then people started to say, oh, your eyes are so pretty. And I'm like, wait, so they were big when I was little. And now they're so pretty. You know how they say back then, didn't want me. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm hot you all on me. <laughs> okay. Like, Y'all make up your mind. But people are so fickle. And when you think about when we were younger and people would tease us, 
they were teasing us because of the limiting view that they had, right? That's not objective. It's not like like your flaws are not bad. It's just, it is what it is, right? It's an imperfection and we're perfectly imperfect. And so when I think about keeping things in perspective, one thing I'm really leaning into these days is like, whether someone else thinks that, that I'm attractive or unattractive, that is none of my business. It literally isn't. And if and, and people are going to think that you're ugly. Some people are going to think that you're beautiful. Some people are going to think that you're cute and everything in between. It literally is none of anyone's business or it's none of my business what someone else thinks of me. I think the most important thing we need to remember is how do we feel about ourselves, right? Because everyone is working from their own experience, their own limitations, right? Their own messaging. And so just because someone says that this is the ideal size, that doesn't mean that that's law. Dom, have you seen that image of how beauty has changed over time? How like at one point in time, the eyebrows, the thick eyebrows were in. Then it was a little penciled eyebrows where you like damn near shave them off like I did when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And it's like beauty changes over time. So this shit is all subjective. And we're many of us are wrapped up in this game of fluctuating and being fickle with the, the trends, right? When it's like, no, boo, love you for you because you are perfect just the way that you are. Right. And I think that that takes us right into our next tip of compare yourself to you and no one else, right? I think that the way you just sum that up like fits that tip perfectly that the only person that you need to be comparing yourself to is you that like you said these the beauty ideals standards and trends are just that trends they Mm -hmm. will continuously change and if you spend your time and energy focused on constantly keeping up with the trend then you end up doing yourself more harm than good. You end up causing yourself anxiety. That may also lead to depression because you are constantly working to fit this ideal that is not realistic for you. And I think that when we step back and focus on what is healthy, what is ideal for me, not anyone else, but me, then that helps us to also keep things in perspective, right? That helps us to be able to make healthier, more appropriate decisions on how to care for ourselves. Because we're looking at, okay, if I'm 5'7", I need to figure out what is healthy for me at 5'7", not this person who is 20 years younger than me, two inches taller than me, has had five kids. And, you know, like I can't compare, Mm -hmm. I can't compare apples and oranges and I can't compare gala apples with Washington apples or Fiji apples or Granny Smith apples, right? Can't even compare those. So I need to focus on comparing me to me. Yes, I love it. Comparing ourselves to our best selves. And I will say, Dom, I think there is a world that exists where you can be content with where you are, but still have a hope for this new ideal. And I say that because although I've done so much work on my body or to love, you know, within myself to love my body, there is still an ideal body goal that I have that's for myself. And so what I've been doing over the years is I've worked to love where I'm at as I build to get where I want to be. So I do still work out and I 
you know, try to maintain my weight, but I do have a number in mind and a certain shape in mind that I do want to achieve. But at the same time, I still love the body that I'm in and I'm honoring that body and thanking this body for allowing me to do the things that I want to do. But I think it's okay to also still have a goal in mind if you do want to achieve something. But I think that we, we should always be trying to strive to be healthy and not jeopardize our health or our self-esteem, right? By doing something that wouldn't serve our, our future self. And that takes us to our next tip, which is being healthy, whatever that may mean for you, right? And so you were saying that you have your ideal like size in mind, right? Mm -hmm. Having that in mind and being healthy with it, how did you get to that decision? Like, did you work with a trainer? Did you work with a doctor? Like, how did you determine what was going to be your goal? Well, that's a good question, Dom. So I do, I, I did work with a trainer. And I shared my goal with the trainer. That's something that we've we've like worked we've been working toward. But I think for me, it's just a matter of, and I don't know, Dom. Let me know if you feel the same way based on your your experiences growing up. But for me, I've never been more than honestly, I don't think I've ever been heavier than the weight that I am now. And so part of me just wants to see what would I look like at one forty, right? Like I I want to see like what would my body look like here? Would this be comfortable for me? How how would it feel? How does it feel when I walk and things like that? How do I look at my clothing? And so I think for me, it's just, I've never had that before. It's something that's always been in the back of my mind. So how can I build to that point and do it in a healthy way, right? So working out, I'm like lifting weights. I'll be lifting these weights, y'all, okay? My muscles on fleek right now. I got little guns, okay? And so just lifting weights and doing it in a healthy way. And so when I say being healthy for me, that means being able to, you know, walk up a couple flights of stairs. And I'd be out of breath like I usually am because I, I still am to this day. But I aspire to get to a place when I'm not out of breath, when I walk up the stairs, you know, or I just look the way that I envision in my mind, I guess. And so I think that I think that answers the question. Um, yeah, it's about figuring out how to do that in a, like in a healthy way. And it sounds like you, you know, through working with a trainer, I think that that is that is healthy. And I think your my hope would be that your trainer would check you if you were putting something out, an image out there that isn't healthy for you, right? Like if you said, "Oh, I want to be like if you like you said like you gave us a number, you said one forty. If your trainer didn't feel like that was healthy for you, my hope would be that your trainer would let you know, right? Mm-hmm. I came in there with like a picture of Nicki Minaj, like, all right, this is my body goal. And it's like, girl, that your body is not naturally meant to be that size. Like I, it's, it's not going to be possible for me to get that, but yeah, I'm with you. I, I would hope that a trainer would be like, okay, let's be a little more realistic here, you know, and kind of set those, those expectations. I think the other piece of that too, is that as you're listening and when you think about your own physical health situation, right? You may need to work with a medical professional to figure out what is a healthy size for you, right? And what is going to keep you in your best shape. And whether that means making some diet changes, increasing or decreasing exercise, like, but again, that goes back to one being healthy keeping things in perspective and comparing yourself to yourself 
so that your, you know, your doctor, your trainer, your nutritionist, whoever the professionals are that you're working with are aware of your unique circumstances and can help you figure out what's going to be most beneficial to you. Because and then also keeping in mind that, as I was saying earlier, things change for you over time. Right. So what's healthy for you now might not be healthy if you are just trying to conceive or if you've just given birth or if you're approaching menopause. If you maybe experience cancer or some other health issue. So working with the professional to help you figure out based on your current life circumstances, what is going to be ideal for you? I love it, Dom. I'm so glad you brought those points up. That is on point. Should we dive into, I think we have two left and then ladies. Yes. We're going to cover them all so you can make sure you get your self-care, self-love tactics in order. The next is one of my favorites, affirmations. I've used affirmations for the longest. I used to have them posted around. I think we talked about this before, Dom. I used to have them posted around my room. And nowadays, my affirmations, I typically just say them when I need them. So it's not a daily thing because I feel like I've kind of built up this solid, you know, self-esteem and self-confidence. But those days when it's getting tough and I see that critic coming out, I will definitely check myself. And I like to look in the mirror and say them out loud so I can really feel it, even if I don't believe it at the moment or even if I don't feel it, feel it. I want to make sure I say it out loud so I can just put that energy out into the universe. Yes, I think, yes, we have talked about like having affirmations and like mm-hmm. I, I talked about having at one point having sticky notes on my bathroom mirror so that I could kind of like Mary Jane so that I could constantly see them. And I and I'm at a point, too, where I don't have to visually see them every day, but I will mentally like review them and remind myself of them and you know, take different and have little small, quick moments like the moment I said I had this morning in front in the shower or right in front of the mirror, you know, just giving myself those affirmations constantly, like pouring positivity into myself is, I think, a huge, huge way to combat a lot of the external negativity that can impact your body image. Mm hmm. I would agree with that. This is such a good topic, Dom. I feel like we should dive into this more on Saturday, April 25th at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time when we go live on Instagram again, because we are going live again. Yes, <laughs> so yes we, should we are. We should, we should touch on this again, lady. So definitely meet us live. We'll, we'll cover this and other topics, lady, on April 25th, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Make sure you check your time zone so you can tune in with us at Her Space Podcast on Instagram. And we're going to leave you with our last tip here, which is to give yourself the same compassion and admiration that you would give a cute, cuddly baby or pet or your best friend or whoever you love, anyone that you're giving that compassion and love to. Give yourself that same love because you deserve it. And Dom, I feel like when we see little, you know, cute little babies or a cute, cuddly pet, or even like our best friend or sibling, and they make a mistake or there's an imperfection that they have, we tend to be more compassionate, right? We tend to be more accommodating, more open. And we're like, oh, you're still so cute because you have, even though you have that thing, but it's like with ourselves, it's like, 
magnified, or maybe I'm just talking t- talking about myself and my own business. But with me, I'll just talk my own business. It's, <laughs> no, it's, it's mine too. Yeah. Uh-huh. We will magnify it. And girl, I'll give you an example. I was shaving last year, actually. And wait, I... Wait, wait, pause. I, pause. Last okay. year. Wait, wait. You say last year, like that was the last time you shaved. But I know it's no, not. No, no, oh, no. no, no. I, I okay, wait, wait. I literally just shaved this week. But I'm saying last year because what happened was... I cut myself on my leg and I grew up hating having scars on my leg because I just grew up and I, I was that message was communicated to me like, don't get scars on your leg, don't fall. And I used to fall and bust up my knees all the time. And so growing up, I was just very conscious of, okay, make sure I don't have scars on my legs because that was just a thing that was communicated to me. So girl, I cut myself and the cut, it went up the back of my leg and it's still there and it's a scar now. And it's like the only little scar on my leg and it has been a process. I know for some people, you're like, girl, get over it. It's not that big of a deal. But when when that's something that has been communicated to you and it, it's there's value placed on having no scars in your legs, it was a big deal for me, Dom. And so I've had to work with myself. And during my private parties, I would look at my scar and I was like, it's okay. You know what I mean? Can you imagine that, Dom? Like you've been, commu- it, this message has been communicated to you for so long that you've now embraced that. And so I've had to like reprogram my mind to know that like, it's okay if you have a scar on your leg, like it's good. You know what I mean? Yes. I totally get that. Like, okay. It's I know. Really it sound crazy. No, no, okay. no. You're, I understand what you're saying. It's like reprogramming. And yeah. on a side note, someone told me that if you like rub like vitamin E and coconut oil and cocoa butter. Girl, like, girl I've been rubbing all of that on there. Okay. You might be I've been doing to- all that. Yeah. <laughs> But girl, in the meantime, feel <laughs> loving yes. your legs as they are. Exactly. That's and, right. Yes. And so, lady, just a quick review. So how you can love on yourself, have a private party, keep things in perspective, compare yourself to yourself, do it in a healthy way. Core affirmations, positive affirmations into yourself and self-compassion. Give yourself that same compassion that you so readily give to other people. That's right, lady. And if you want to kiki with Dom and myself, please join us on tomorrow, Saturday, the 25th of April at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We're going to be live on Instagram. We want to see your beautiful comments and faces. So please join us at Her Space Podcast. Dom, it's going to be a good time, right? Yes, it will. Brunch time. Hey, we might have to get some wine out for the Saturday event, Dom. We just might. (laughs) All right, lady, we'll see you soon. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, lady, it's Terry here from the Her Space Podcast. And I have a question for you. Do you want to start your own podcast? Have you been thinking to yourself, you know what? I want to start a podcast, but you just haven't taken the leap. If that's you, I got you. I'm hosting a free podcasting masterclass where I'm going to teach you how to create your own podcast from start to finish. I'll teach you how to format your show and pitch great guests. I'll teach you how to stand out in the crowd of nearly 1 million podcasts, but I'm also going to teach you how to get your mind right, okay? We're going to talk about how to overcome imposter syndrome and how to deal with fear on your podcasting journey. So even if you're not tech savvy, it's okay. This masterclass is just for you. So visit terrylomax.com and click on the pink link in the middle of your screen. 
and register for my free podcasting masterclass. Again, that's terrylomax.com. T-E-R-R-I-L-O-M-A-X.com. I hope to see you there. Thanks for joining us today in Her Space. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but it is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HerSpacePodcast, or check out our website at HerSpacePodcast.com. And before we meet again, repeat after me. There's something inside of me that's bigger than any obstacle. We'll see you next week, lady.